Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we've booked wrestling, and we've booked some bad shit. So let's talk about it. It's more bad booking this week, Brian. Oh, I said it once, I'll say it again, Mike. I hope you're ready to carry this episode, buddy. Okay. Well, also this week, it's the return of a fan favorite segment, Fake or 500, plus your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell them, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 169, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now he is a contracted Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He is one half of the Bouncers. He is the Sports Illustrated legend, the brawler Brian Malonis. I also, right now, could be one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Mike. Yeah, uh, I think you are, right? It's <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. It is Monday. I, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Watch my social media, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording a little early. You got the big weekend coming up. You'll be traveling. I am a very, uh, very busy boy. I'm heading to the Big Apple, uh, Manhattan Mayhem on Saturday night, and then, of course, the big one. Have we decided yet, Mike? Are you in the house or not? Uh, game time decision. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you, you're going to make me go through the process of, of leaving you a ticket at will call, and you might not even pick it up. I'm going to have to inconvenience someone to do something for me, and you might not even pick it up. Well, if you don't want to do it, I'll just ask Bobby Cruz. <laughs> I think he'd be okay with you. <laughs> He's used to that request. <laughs> From certain people. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did mention that you are the Sports Illustrated legend, Brian. Do you have a satin jacket with that written on it now? I should, I think, now at this point, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you've succeeded Robbie Ellis, you are the new <laughs> legend of the Sports Illustrated because you are on SI.com, or you were last week. Yeah, um, this past week, uh, did a quick little quick little blurb, uh, if, if you will. Uh, uh, so I was pretty excited. Uh, big subscriber of Sports Illustrated most of, my, most of my life until magazines stopped becoming really a thing. So it was pretty cool. Anytime you can get publicity like that or just get your name out there and, you know, with something like Sports Illustrated, it's, it's pretty cool. So another great opportunity, you know, through, through Ring of Honor and just, just grateful for that stuff. That's, that's really cool, man, to be featured in stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's weird, weird and wild stuff. You have made the media rounds leading up to the uh, the big events of this weekend. And we'll talk about a little more coming up. They pull, but- hey, Mike, you know, they, they pulled the plug on me uh, from doing all these other shows because I uh, took a sip of coffee and I, and, I, and I choked on it and I coughed all over Kathy Lee. All over Kathy Lee casual? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. <laughs> well, I guess if you get coffee on your uh, dress outfit, you can go to BrianMalonis.com and get a nice t-shirt to replace it, right? 
You can uh, pick up the new beer, 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 beer t-shirt. More beer, Mike. Who doesn't like more beer? You, apparently. Or you do like more <laughs> beer, I should say. <laughs> of course I do. No, Mike, I'm dry these days. No, I, come on. I've ruined the gimmick if I say that. I don't. I haven't had a cold beverage in a couple of days, Mike, so... <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> you on the wagon or off the wagon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one's the... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, head over to BrianMalos.com, pick up a t-shirt, and uh, I'm not going to give you a call. It's <laughs> <laughs> very I'm just, like Bruce, I'm just like Bruce Pritchard. I'm not going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the WPAN.com? That is the WPAN.com if you want to learn about... The wrestling podcast about nothing. If you want to find the ways to subscribe to the podcast, all the various podcast platforms are listed there, including Spotify. Also, our social media links. Basically, we are at the WPAN on all social media platforms. So find us, follow us, and interact with us. And they have bios of us there. You have photos and those hidden nudes. So you must go to the WPAN.com and try to find. The dirty photos of you and me, not together, separately. Because <laughs> I mean, that would be gonna, something we're else. Do, we're still going to do that photo shoot together, right? <laughs> yeah, we still got to do that. Let's get a Harry on the horn and get that hooked up. <laughs> but Brian, we used to be a part of BDA Radio, but BDARadio.com, the website, shut down and they redirected to the WPAN.com. And on BDA Radio in the past was a lot of photos of scantily clad MMA fighters. And when people look those things up, when they do searches online, for some reason it brings them to our website now. And they are routinely disappointed. I'll give you an example, Brian, of a search term that was put in online that brought people to the WPAN.com. My favorite segment of the show. (laughs) Holly Holm yoga pants. Why not not brawler yoga pants? (laughs) (laughs) We got those too. But Holly Holm yoga pants, that's the woman who handed Ronda Rousey a uh, crushing loss in her UFC career. And someone wants to see her in yoga pants. So good for them, but they're... Not getting in at the WPAN.com, that's for sure. <laughs> nope, no, they're not. How about Paige Van Zant, who's a, another uh, fine female MMA fighter? Paige Van Zant panties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just guys, just wanna they want to see what's going on with Paige Van Zant. Alternative search: uh, Paige Van Zant underpants. <laughs> Undies. <laughs> that sounds less dirty than panties, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, panties is a little... Uh, weird. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird, Brian, someone put in the search bar, Rin Nakai Camel Toe. Okay. I don't know who Rin Nakai is. I assume associated with MMA, but all three of these seem to be kind of related. Yeah, I mean... You know, uh, that's a strange fetish, though. They're all, uh, you know, looking at the lower extremities of these, uh, not the extremities, but the lower <laughs> regions. Yeah, extremities, Mike. Do you, do you know what ext- do you know anatomy? I, I don't. I'm married, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, how about this, Brian? Someone just typed in porno. And they got to us? 
But it's spelled P O R R N O. How the hell did they get to us? I don't know. <laughs> Someone typed porno incorrectly into a search and it brought them to our website. It's probably some freaking 10 year old kid like sneaking on his parents' computer or something. We haven't talked about porno, have we? Porno? No, I don't no. think so. This might be the first time it's ever said on this podcast. Well, that's creepy. Finally, Brian, this term was put into a search and it brought them to our fine website, the official website, the wrestling podcast about nothing, the WPAN.com. Hung MMA fighter. Hung MMA fighter. Okay. Now, Brian, I made a very risky move. Oh, no, you didn't. I certainly did. Because <laughs> oh we talked about this last week. You, you asked, have I put any of these terms actually in a search and see what comes up? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a bold, bold move, my friend. I looked this up earlier. <laughs> I was at work, too. <laughs> Oh, on a work computer? Yes. What is wrong with you? And you were trying to get fired? I, I deleted it right after I cleared the uh, history. So you're you're assuming that your company, a technology company of sorts, if I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't sophisticated enough to record what you're doing on your computer? Yes, I am assuming that. I mean, for Christ's sake, the old company we used to work for, which was the least sophisticated company on earth, had the ability to do that. I think I'm safe, Brian. But anyway, <laughs> I was hoping that there was an MMA fighter whose last name was Hung. William Hung? <laughs> she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> no one put in that search him in is banging. But anyway, there is an MMA fighter with a last name Hung. I'm sure that's all that came up when you searched but, but that Yeah, but that was way down in the search, Brian. <laughs> There are lots of other people that are looking for other things. So you saw some big old wieners, huh? Uh, No, it it was all clothed. That's your big boy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, someone put... You you got the A, the V? Oh, that's the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, That's the other extremity, Brian. Uh, So yeah, I I did this uh, for you, for the people out there, and... uh, so, so when you get fired, you're going to blame it on me? Just like your, your wife's illness that you somehow blamed on me, your neglect of your wife. If uh, you get fired from your job, you're going to come on here and, and uh, lambaste me for it? Probably. Probably. <laughs> we have to find a way to make this a full-time job, Brian. So, yeah, hung MMA fighter brought someone to look at pictures of you in your wrestling gear, but Sadly, a wrestling gear is far too loose to be able to see what's going on there. You're going to leave something to the mystery, Mike. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the WPAN.com, the most disappointing website on the internet. Go there and enjoy. All right, so, Brian, a while ago on the old BDA Radio Thursday podcast we used to do, we talked about our worst booking decisions. We just gave our number one worst booking decision, one for each of us, and we replayed that actually on the Best of BDA episode we put out just a couple months ago here. Those are great episodes that you should go back and listen to if you haven't. During that episode, we said we should talk more about that. 
We should talk about more bad booking decisions that we made in our time booking for Chaotic Wrestling. So let's do that, shall we? Oh, I suppose, Mike. I suppose. Dig deep into the recesses of your brain, Brian. <laughs> I didn't do it for as long as you did it. You have years and years and years. I was only Booker for like a year. So then should I start? Sure. But you have more source material. Nikki Rocks. She was the woman who basically ushered in the women's division of Chaotic Wrestling. And very early on, she had a feud with Tanya Lee, who was uh, another wrestler that uh, was trained by Steve Bradley. So they both came over from WFA, and we had a feud going with them. I remember, if I recall correctly, Nikki Rocks at the time was big into fitness competitions. So she was doing all this like heavy dieting and all this stuff to prepare herself for competitions and... Um, There were these chaotic events coming up that are right around the time of her actual competition. So she didn't want to, you know, be bumping around to get all possibly bruised or whatever the heck and be able to, you know, look uh, like she got put through the ringer on stage as she's, you know, doing her super pose down. So what we constructed was a way to have her not wrestle the shows, but she could still find a way to appear. So I constructed this angle where... Tanya Lee broke Nikki Rox's arm. And the way I did this is it was kind of, um, I remember it was an angle with uh, Doom in WCW. And I did this with the Horseman, I believe. It was, I, I, I seem to recall Aaron Anderson being involved. Maybe it was the Steiners. There's your problem right there. Stealing WCW angles involving Doom. <laughs> so anyway, Tanya Lee, we set it up in the chaotic training center parking lot. I actually set a camera up where it looked like it was a security camera. So then we, you know, we took it, we made it black and white, and we made it grainy, so it looked like a, you know, an old school security camera. And we had uh, Tanya Lee attack Nikki Rocks as she was going to her car, which she was leaving the chaotic training center, and you know, smashing her arm in the car door. So, I mean, that's all fine and good. I think it came out, it looked all right. But the problem was her arm isn't really broken, so we have to give her a cast, right? Oh, man. I don't remember this, but I'm sure it's going to be delightful. Chase Del Monte, uh, he is, you know, a mainstay in chaotic wrestling. He also, I think he went to school for sports medicine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's like, he was like an athletic trainer, I think, in, in college. Yeah, so he had the ability, uh, we needed someone to make a cast for Nikki Rocks, and what we did basically was just use wrist tape and really do it up like heavy, heavy, heavy wrist tape and have it look like a cast. The only problem is that, you know, we do this three or four times it looks brand new every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's walking out like <laughs> two months later with a cast and it's like pristine white. It, you, you can't really like dirty it up and have it look how a cast would actually look. And nobody signed her cast? No, and nobody signed it either, which is, uh, you know, because then you'd have to have them sign it in the exact spot the next show when she, you know, rips off all the wrist tape. So, I mean, it, it was, I think, a good idea in theory, but then just the fact that this cast looked pristine, and I think we ended up dropping it after, like, 
two or three shows and her arm was just magically fine. But <laughs> Nikki rocks. Uh, yeah, we just needed something to get her out of the ring for a month or two. And that's what we decided to do. But uh, I think it was pretty transparent that it wasn't really a broken arm. <laughs> you weren't able to pull the wool over the uh, fans eyes, what you're saying. I really don't think so with that uh, brand new gleaming cast every time out. Well, you tried, Mike. Thanks for trying. Thank you. And what did you try to do that didn't quite turn out the way you wanted it to? (laughs) So I think all of us at one point or another in in Booking Chaotic had this mindset that everybody's going to remember everything and that this is somehow like we're like WWE and people just know our history and you know know what people used to do and and things of that nature so um i came up with can kind of concocted this story where psycho um and the logan brothers were going to go into the chaotic wrestling hall of fame and it's believable i mean psycho hadn't been around in a while and the logan brothers you know had definitely been around long enough to feel like people might think like oh yeah they're actually leaving but i had the logan brothers turn uh, on psycho during the ceremony, um, which that's not the part, I guess, that was bad. Obviously, even if you're not familiar with Psycho's work, you're at least gonna you're at least gonna feel bad for the guy when two it's two on one beatdown. So the reaction to that was pretty good. Where I completely underestimated, and especially considering that um, this other fellow was no longer even the same character anymore. I was expecting people to remember that Psycho had teamed with Handsome Johnny, who is, we know him now as Ivar. He was <laughs> also known as Warbeard, Warbeard Hansen, uh, one half of War Machine slash the Viking Raiders. I, I, and, I, and I thought, well, Pretty Psycho's got to come out to Bananarama. Like the people are going to, the people would be upset if they didn't come out to <laughs> Bananarama, you know uh, what the hell is the name of the song, Mike? Uh, Venus. Yes. Um, and, and I th- and I think I think Handsome kind of like not was like not against it, like he was for it, like doing it, but like kind of had that mindset already of like, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna remember, <laughs> but yeah, I'll do it because it'll just be fun for us. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're gonna friggin' love it. They're gonna be expecting this. So this we did this in Woburn, <laughs> not even Lowell, where these guys yes yeah wrestled I was gonna all mention their matches that. yes because this had long been over when he started wrestling in yeah Woburn. oh yeah this is like you know you're talking I mean pretty psycho at that point maybe giving close to a decade <laughs> like done <Yeah. laughs> I mean um, and you know so we play you know Venus by Bananarama and. Uh, crowd is just absolutely befuddled why not so much why uh, the good guy you know warbeard hansen is defending this fellow who was outnumbered but why the hell is warbeard hansen coming out to (laughs) bananarama (laughs) like just that in hindsight might not have been the best booking decision i think there are a lot of instances where people in decision making roles don't give the fans enough credit but this is one of those where, I mean, not their fault, not the fans' fault, but you kind of gave them a little bit too much credit because, as I mentioned, this pretty psycho thing was long over by the time you came to Woburn. I just saw something. I was looking through old emails, and we started in Woburn in 2010. The pretty psycho thing was long over by then. So to expect these fans who live a half hour from Lowell, where this all 
originated is kind of a lot to expect. Well, and we knew, like, you know, that was one of, you know, if you remember, you know, and I remember having these conversations with you when we were booking about, like, doing kind of like Woburn storylines and Lowell storylines because there was very little crossover to begin with anyway. So the, the my thought process, the arrogance of my thought process of people would just know was just completely foolish. And uh, and, and others knew it. And I just like, no, no, it's, this is going to be great. This is going to be great, guys. I mean, the match was fine and, and stuff like that, but just the bewilderment of the crowd <laughs> of, why, of why this Viking-looking burly son of a bitch with a huge beard is coming out to 80s terrible pop music you booked that one just for you <laughs> not just for me not just for me i booked it for the guys involved too they all enjoyed it all right brian well here's an idea that didn't even get past the planning stage at this time i wasn't necessarily booking but i was feeding ideas to people and uh, todd sinclair was in charge at the time I came up with this idea because there were a couple guys that weren't really being used, and I had an idea of a way to get them on shows. And this was uh, a long time ago because it involves Vince Vicalo. Um, so that's how long ago it was, Brian. All right. <laughs> and another guy, Adam Booker, who came back and had a run within the past couple years but this is from his first run so my idea was these two guys were kind of just uh, languishing not really doing anything at the time they're being wasted you would say so my idea was to have a tag team or a group of Vince Vicalo and Adam Booker and have them be called the wasted and (laughs) the funny part of that there is because it has a double meaning because Vince Vicalo was a guy who would be drinking a lot. And Adam Booker enjoyed uh, other herbal means. <laughs> so that was my, my idea. A team called The Wasted. And, you know, they'd be upset that they've been wasted on the undercard and they wanted to get noticed. So they would come and do all the shit. And it didn't get past Todd Sinclair. You know, he is a straight edge gentleman. So this is not something he wanted to promote. And it died a very quick death. So this this isn't even a bad booking decision. This is a bad booking idea that didn't even uh, get past the the goalie, Todd Sinclair, the head booker at the time. That's not the uh, that's not the bad Vince Vicalo idea I thought you were going with. By the way, <laughs> what was the other bad Vince Vicalo idea? <laughs> Wasn't he supposed to like be like a school bus driver or something? What? Right? Wasn't that some some maybe maybe it was just a joke or whatever? But he'd have some of the more colorful students from the chaotic training center in like a faction, and you know what I'm getting at here. Uh, if they were to ride, you know, not the large school bus. But anyway, <laughs> um, I thought I I thought that's what you were going with. I really I really did. Never Not heard, my idea. Never heard of that idea. Never heard of that one. Thank God it didn't come to fruition. All right, well I I got one here, Mike. So this is uh, this is one where uh, I'm I'm involved in it here. Um, oh, so me and you know we we've talked about I think ad nauseum the me and the Playboy versus Team Friendship feud from Chaotic Wrestling. Yep. And uh, it's in the middle of that, you know, me and me and Jimmy had won the tag titles, and we had a six-man tag. It was uh, 
the two of us uh, and Brian Fury versus Team Friendship and Jimmy Preston. Uh, in the course of that match, I, I came off the second rope uh, with a whoopee cushion, and uh, I thought I had blown out my knee. It turns out I just sprained my ACL, but I thought I had blown out my knee. Uh, I was going to be out of action for for quite some time. Uh, I think I ended up out of action for like three or four months. You know, sometimes it's just better to just pull the plug on something, vacate a title, and to just kind of move on, reset and, and move on. But I was stubborn. Uh, I was coming back. I was going to, uh, you know, you know, make good on this and, you know, finish out this storyline. And um, when the injury was really dragging on and we decided to find a suitable replacement that could team with Jimmy as, as his partner and for some inexplicable reason, we chose Mikey Webb uh, <laughs> to replace me. And I talk about all the time how me and the Beer City Bruiser uh, had very fast chemistry with one another when it came to tag team wrestling. Jimmy and Mikey Webb could probably wrestle a thousand matches together and they're not going to have any chemistry together. And it was just awful. At that point, Mikey Webb is green. Jimmy was not the greatest performer and uh, certainly not capable of carrying matches at that point. Mark Sherman, who will get upset if he hears this, but sorry, he was not capable of carrying matches. And that left poor Scotty Slade to direct these four guys. <laughs> and it was just uh, just a disaster from, from the word go. And to put kind of a, and not really a booking decision to put the cherry on top of this doozy, but... Uh, the the finish of it was well i guess i don't know i guess it was a booking decision i had a cane that i that i because i managed them and i accidentally i think hit web in the back with it and the cane sawed off and went flying into the crowd luckily it didn't kill anybody (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) you're ready for this mike this is i mean i don't know if this is a booking decision or just a bad promo i guess i'm the booker and the guy delivering the promo so whatever whatever side of me you want to condemn for this uh please go ahead do you do you vaguely even remember this at all the line i delivered to to jimmy oh yes i i think i do remember but you (laughs) you say it best oh the line i deliver so so uh not trying to make this a sad story, but both of my parents have, have both uh, passed on. Uh, they're no longer with us. Uh, and my dad, uh, was it, it, it was still pretty fresh at that point. Uh, it wasn't a overwhelmingly long time since he had passed. And I dropped the line on Jimmy because I'm turning on him now and, and Jimmy's going away and that's going to be the end of him. And I dropped this line. Mike, you ready for it? I'm ready. Are you out there ready? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for it. I'm glad mom and dad are dead so they didn't see the fat disgrace that you've become. <sighs> I said that to my brother, by the way. My my legitimate brother about my actual parents who are both indeed deceased. In front of a crowd of people. Yes, in front of a crowd of, uh, a crowd of people. And I thought for some reason that that was going to just be you know like you know people would gasp which they did but it was in horror not in entertainment (laughs) and it really made them feel uncomfortable and probably wanted to just get up and leave at that point and and didn't even make them want to boo me um because somehow even though i'm being a piece of garbage i'm also still a sympathetic figure at that point so it was just um well i don't know what i was thinking (laughs) how did the playboy uh react to all this did you tell him it was going to happen beforehand 
Yeah, I told him, I told him, and he, you know, he he didn't care. <laughs> he was, you know, he was okay with it. But um, I think some other people were like, "Oh, you're not really going to say that, are you?" I was like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to say that. Why wouldn't I?" Oh, boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Would that fall under bad booking decisions, Mike? I think so. Okay. Well, Brian, would you agree with me? Wrestling is all about moments. Is it not? It is. Well, I had an idea. I had a vision of a moment when I was booking that I wanted to see come to fruition. My idea was I wanted to see Makazi jump through the screen above the entrance onto Brian Fury. Big feud, the heading into main event, Cold Fury. And my idea was I'm going to have Makazi, the number one contender for Brian Fury's Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight title, jump through the screen. We have a screen that shows all the videos that is right above the entranceway. So he would remove the screen. He'd be right there. He'd jump off of it onto Brian Fury. That would be an excellent moment leading into the biggest show of the year. Give people a big, amazing thing to see going into our top event. And you enjoyed this, right, Brian? Um, yeah, I mean, I vaguely remember it. No, you didn't enjoy it. I didn't? Because you were involved in the match that ended with this spot. And all I recall you saying is that... That's what happens when you build an entire match around a spot rather than build a spot around a match or or something like that. Oh, so I gave actually good sage advice. You were very, very upset about the fact that all of our efforts were going into creating this moment and the the match itself, the main event of that show before Cold Fury was uh, not as important to us as to have that moment where Makai and it was a great moment I, I remember the crowd going bananas because how we had to set it up was we had actually Mikazi on a ladder because he couldn't actually get on the structure because it was a little flimsy it wasn't enough to hold a the full body weight of Mikazi so we had him on a ladder and the ladder was about the height of the where the screen met the entranceway so he was on the ladder he pulled down the screen and there he was and he jumps off and i remember me and jamie are holding the ladder and we see him jump off we can't see what happens obviously because we're behind the curtain but we hear the crowd go bananas and we are very uh very happy with ourselves but brian you were uh not happy about the fact that the whole match was just about this one spot at the end. Well, I can kind of tell you what my mindset is just listening to it. I, I can feel my blood boiling. You asked me to go out there, put on a main event match, <laughs> put my body on the line, put my life on the line. Uh, I might I add paid $50 for it as well, so not even paid a lot of money for it, and then completely overshadowed all my hard work with stupidity. I, I can probably see where my mindset was at, at that point. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'll go take all these fucking bumps uh, so you can tell me how unimportant my my role in that match is so you can get your little spot in. Is that, is that about what you're looking for, Mike? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't know that, that – I'm sure that was probably very similar to what my mindset and rant was at the at the time but you wouldn't know because you don't put your body on the line you're a referee you you the only thing you're uh, in danger of is maybe twisting your ankle 
all those bumps, Brian. You serious? <laughs> you don't even remember the match. <laughs> I don't. But it was a tremendous spot. And uh, I'll thank you. We're just 10 years later. Thank you for putting your body on the line to set up that spot. Because it was a fantastic spot. <laughs> so you're not even you're, not, you're patting yourself on the back. You're not even going with a bad booking decision. You just wanted to try to bury me. Yes. All right, Brian. Do you have one more of your terrible booking decisions? I I do, and and I and I guess it's it's really one of my last booking decisions, in all honesty. And Julian Starr, former guest of this of this podcast, was somebody who. When they turned him heel in chaotic wrestling, I flat out looked him in the eye and told him, I don't believe this is going to work. I don't think you're going to be a good heel. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. I hope it is successful, but I am not behind the idea, and I don't believe in it. So I was very honest with him, (laughs) which, you know, uh, at the time, Julian was pissed, which is ironic because Julian kind of prides himself on being that, that guy that tells it like it is. If you heard this podcast, Truth, Justice, and the Doing of Wrestling Way. (laughs) Yes. So... You know, in a way, like he 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 kind of stuck it up my ass. Like you know, he really he did. He, he was a great heel, and his heel run in chaotic wrestling was was very good. But Julian, you know, self admittedly had put on some weight and um, could still go, could still move, and I I thought it almost like enhanced his um, heel persona a bit. Made the call to finally pull the trigger and put the chaotic wrestling heavyweight championship on him. No inkling of what was to come, no hinting to at least to me, no indication of what was to come because like a week later, this guy who I just put the heavyweight title on, this is in like right right around the beginning of the summer, gonna take it all the way to to March, you know, at the Chaotic's big event called Cold Fury. This guy friggin' tells me he wants to quit, and I need to take the belt off him the very next show because he has one more match in him, and he's done. So you want to talk about your all-time terrible booking decisions. I put the friggin' heavyweight championship, the main story, you know, the main the main t- championship, the, the top storyline in the company. I put it on a guy whose head wasn't in the game, which I should have known as somebody who is supposed to be helping run the company. I should have been more in tune with that. And uh, he made me take it off him next show because he didn't want to wrestle anymore. Is that a good one, Mike? (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. It seems like you're kind of putting the blame in uh, on Julian rather than yourself. No, I said I should have been more in tuned with knowing, you know, it's like being a boss, right? It's knowing your knowing your 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 players, you know, knowing what's going on with them and being in tune with what they do and and where their heads are at and you know, I I I should have I should have been more in tune. Maybe even perhaps had a conversation ahead of time before putting the belt on them with like, "Hey, here's where I want to take this thing." So, you didn't do that. Nope, I I'm sure I didn't. Um, but uh yeah, so we had to obviously we had to scramble, and in between those times is when I quit as a Booker, anyways. So, oh, so you quit? It, it, it was yeah. it was uh, contagious the quitting. <laughs> yeah, I finally got fed up. We've talked about that. I'm not you said to Julian, "Hey, if you quit, I quit." Yeah, that something like that. <laughs> we're not talking. We're not allowed to talk about the real details of my quitting anymore because if somebody gets upset about those sorts of things, so. But if you want to hear the skewed history of chaotic wrestling, check out uh, Let the Chaos Begin with Jamie Jimikowski and Rich oh, Balladino. Have you rescheduled your appearance yet? 
No, I don't think I'm going to be welcome on. It's fine. Oh, boy. All right. So I guess we should. They can, they can keep have, they can keep having Mark Sherman and Sean Gorman on. Everybody knows who those two guys are. Oh boy. All right. So we guess we should just kind of uh, move on for this whole segment then, Brian. Because yeah, I'm starting to get fired up, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, let us know what you think about these bad booking decisions. We want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion. We use the hashtag WPAN, or you can call the voicemail line, 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. We really want to get your voice on this show, so call right now. You will hear yourself next time on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. The number again, 401 584 nine seven two six and brian I just want to remind people that right now on rohwrestling.com for the next couple days you can watch the six-man tag match with you the beer city bruiser and jay lethal versus the kingdom on rohwrestling.com you can sign up for a free subscription to rohwrestling.com and watch the latest episode of roh tv it is on there right now your big six-man tag team match with the franchise jay lethal yeah i mean did you, did you watch it mike I'm going to wait till it's on ROHwrestling.com. As of this uh, recording, it is not. It most certainly is. I watched it myself on ROHwrestling.com. Well, maybe, I guess I watched it on the Honor Club app or the Ring of Honor app on uh, on Apple TV. So if you got the Ring of Honor app, Mike, you can you can watch it. Yeah, it was. It was also up on the Fight TV app. I'm old school, Brian. So go check it out. I, I, I'm tired of your excuses. I'm tired of your damn excuses. Will you just support me in, in some way, shape, or form, please? Here I am, we're teaming with the best professional wrestler on the freaking planet, and you can't even watch that match. I'll check it out. Five guys, five guys that you know from New England. Five guys you've probably worked with at this point in the damn match. Couldn't watch it. Couldn't be bothered to watch it. Six, you've worked with the Beer City Bruiser, too. I'll take a look. I'll take a look. (laughs) Oh, you're too kind, Mike. You know, I did take a look at, though, this past week, Brian, Matt Taven throwing out the first pitch at the Red Sox game. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Pretty damn cool, huh? You're a little jealous? I, I was uh, not a little jealous. Completely jealous. What? You're not jealous? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for him, but I mean, that's that's every, you know, every little boy growing up as a baseball fan in New England, you dream of, you know, being on the field at Fenway Park in some way shape or form. Uh so awesome for awesome for Matt. Um all kidding aside, I'm, I'm very happy for Matt and everything that, that he has going on. And, you know, somebody who I don't think gets enough credit out there from from the interwebs, from the IWC, Mike. I don't think he gets enough. Uh, go figure. Uh, people online hate him. <laughs> Weird. Weird, considering he's a freaking bad guy. But, um, I, you know, <laughs> wrestling in 2019 or whatever. But, uh yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm really happy for Matt, and that's just another cool thing uh, that he got to do. And I, you know, I was, I was really that that match is, is is special for a number of reasons. I mean, one to get the team with Jay Lethal is just you know that's that's pretty. You know, I've now worked against Jay Lethal and now uh, alongside him in Ring of Honor. So I mean, that's that's pretty damn cool. Um, you know what he's meant to the company and what he's you know his his mark on the wrestling business is is you know undeniable so um and then just to be in there with um you know with with fat pants and with uh with taven and tk and Vinny, all guys from this area all guys who i've known pretty much since the day they started uh so pretty um pretty damn cool something else that was cool brian was the fact that anthony green 
and Josh Briggs, both guys who have been on this podcast in the past, made their WWE Network debut a couple weeks back at Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary show. That was pretty awesome. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. And um, I was happy I got to, uh, I, had, I had a show during it live. So I had to, uh, when I got back to the Bruiser's house, uh, we sat down and watched it and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and talked to them a little bit about it. But super proud of them. Two of the best on the independent scene out there anywhere in the country, but also two of the best human beings that um, that I know. Just couldn't happen to two harder working, nicer guys. Um, it's it's pretty awesome feeling when you see good things happen to people who are actually good people as well. Yeah, something not so awesome that happened uh, not too long ago, Brian. Our buddy Brad Hollister, Big Bacon, who we uh, talk about this podcast quite a bit, is a, a listener, a friend. He uh, had some knee issues at Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory a couple weeks back, and he might be out for a little while. Yeah, you know, I haven't been able to connect with him yet, and um, you know, I'm a little bummed. I got to reach out, and um, so I'm, I'm bummed because really momentum had started to pick up for him. But uh, knowing his work ethic and and how hard he works, I have no doubt that he'll be back in uh, in no time. Um, you know, I was I was hoping to see him at Mass Hysteria. Um, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be there, um, but uh, you know, good luck to him and, and best wishes and speedy recovery. And uh, I'll say all that to him and and text message too when I, you know, get around to being a good friend and check on my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get well soon, Brad. Um, we talked about earlier you were making the rounds uh, this past week. You were on Wrestling Inside the Ropes with 98.5 The Sports Hub's James Stewart. You can check that podcast out. But Brian, I'm also getting out there. Oh. And I will be the guest on the next episode of the podcast I mentioned a little while ago, Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way, the new podcast from Julian Starr and Matt Tarzan Taylor Spectro. I'm going to be on there talking about referees, and uh, they're going to try to get me to bury people. I'm going to do my best not to, but... Maybe they trip me up a little bit. You have to listen to Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way. I'm sure you won't be uncomfortable at all. Not at all. That's this coming Wednesday. Check that out. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to that podcast. And speaking of podcasts, Brian, how about Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Hard Buddy Harper, and Doc Turner. They're doing two podcasts a week, Sundays and Thursdays. Go to mikemills.podbean.com for all the retro wrestling goodness from booking the territory. And how about the retro wrestling podcast called Our Vantage Point? OVBpodcast.com is the way to find out more about that podcast hosted by Little Joe Murata and Big Michael Quinn. We're coming up on the season finale, so make sure to get all caught up on our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winson. And last week he released two episodes. I don't know what the hell is going on there. He's making all of us look bad. PW is... Check out his episodes. He did an episode on Portland Wrestling and an episode on WCW, I believe. So check out those two episodes. He's got a new one coming out this Thursday, every Thursday. Subscribe to him on his own feed or the Pro Wrestling Only feed on Place to Be Nation. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, Troy, Sal, all the rest there on the Rundown Wrestling Network all kinds of podcasts going on there. So check out that at rundownwrestling.com and enjoy.
Well, Brian, we are bringing back a fan favorite segment here. It is called Fake or 500. Now, we're all aware of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the famed wrestling magazine, the After Mag, right, Brian? <laughs> Don't call him the After Mags. Bill After's a great guy. You, you did meet him at the uh, New England Fan Fest. I've met, yeah, I've met Bill After a number of times now. Every year, PWI does the PWI 500. And I am looking this week at the PWI 500 from the year 2000. What's going to happen here, Brian, is I will give you the names of wrestlers that may be ranked in the 2000 edition of the PWI 500. You tell me if that wrestler is fake or 500. Are you ready? I am ready. Brian? Number 71. Ooh, this is high. This is a high up one. In the PWI 500 for the year 2000 is H. <laughs> so single H? Just, just H? Solitary H? Yes. Actually, Triple H was number one this year in the PWI 500 uh, in the year 2000. He was number one. But number 71 is just, just H. Where's HH the... <laughs> he must come a little later on. But H, fake or 500, Brian? Um, I mean, you're pretty lazy these days, so this seems like one you might make up as fake. So I'll say I'll say fake, because that's a really high number. That should be like in 2000. I mean, 72 or 71. So that should be like somebody in a major company. Well, I take offense, Brian. I'm not lazy. I did not make this up. H is really number 71 in the year 2000's PWI 500. And he was also known as Hayabusa. Uh, okay, okay. That's a little deceiving. but uh... Well, at this time, he went by H. So that's what, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going by here. I'm just oh, reading it, Brian. You're shady. I'm <laughs> shady. I'd call you Slim Shady, but you know. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> Number 192 in the PWI 500 this year, the year 2000. The Blue Boy. <laughs> Fake or 500, my friend? Uh, I'll say the Blue Boy. Jesus, it could be, it could be a ripoff of like the Blue Me. Damn it. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say fake. I'm going to say fake. The blue boy is 500, Brian. Jesus. <laughs> and you know you know what? The blue boy was the blue meanie. <laughs> so, You're a piece of shit. <laughs> there was a short time he went by the name the blue boy. Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was that was that was him very short, very briefly in his career. I think he had slimmed down quite a bit. Do you remember that time period where he was really uh, more fit? He changed his hairstyle, the, his face paint. He was wearing the Chris Jericho open shimmery shirt. You don't remember this? No, not really. <laughs> Can't say that I do. <laughs> okay, well, yes, he was in the PWI 500 this year. Number 192, The Blue Boy. 
Let's move to 330. Stan Lee. <sighs> was in the PWI 500 the year 2000. Or was he? Yeah, let's call him 500. Yes, Brian. Stan All Lee, right. number 330, is in fact in this PWI 500 for the year 2000. He is also known as Stan Van Dam. Oh, oh, who could forget Stan Van Dam? He was Stan the Man Lee. He was Pretty Boy Stan Lee. Sweet Stan Lee. Based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Stan Lee, yes, is in fact a professional wrestler in the year 2000. Number 330 in the PWI Factor that year. Alright, so look at that. I'm on the board, Mike. I'm on the board, baby. You're on the board. As we move on to number 376. The Born Again Brawler. Whoa, brawler, huh? Yeah. One of your brethren. Your brawler brethren. Well, I got to get this one right, Mike. Uh, I'd be letting letting my brethren down if I get this wrong. So I'm going to go ahead and say 500. You got it, my friend. Born Again Brawler is 500. Number 376 in the year 2000s. PWI 500, also known as Disorderly. <laughs> is this all going to be like people who have AKAs? <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of different names. And he is Disorderly. He is Keith Lawrence, also. Keith Duffy. Steve Duffy. All kinds of Duffy's. Not Chris Duffy, though. But once known as the Born Again Brawler. And nobody's heard of any of these names. <laughs> Let's talk about number 402 in the PWI 500 for the year 2000. It's Fly Guy. Fly Guy, huh? I mean, hmm. One word, six letters, Fly Guy. <laughs> Look at the song. Maybe it come out around this time. I don't want no shy guy. Right? <laughs> I just want a fly guy, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say 500. I'm going to say this person ripped off the song. It's fake, Brian. Yeah. I made it up. I should have known. You probably <laughs> listened to that song today on 90s on 9. <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe I did. What of it? What of it? Nothing. It's a great song. <laughs> mercy, mercy, mercy. Right? Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> follow me, follow me, follow me. Oh, everybody just turned this freaking podcast off. <laughs> okay, Brian. 406. Just a couple away from the guy who doesn't exist, Fly Guy. This is Indiana Kid Jr. There's an Indiana Kid Senior. <laughs> I, I can't tell you that, Brian. Indiana Kid Junior. Is it fake or 500? Um, Jesus. I'll say 500, Mike. I'll, I'm going to say 500. I mean, I'm a big fan of Indiana Kid Senior. <laughs> Is this? Do you think you think it was booked like uh, people booked uh, John Cena Senior around here? Like maybe Indiana Kid Senior was a big star, but Junior's not. So. Big letters, Indy and a kid, Junior. <laughs> Small letters. <laughs> Could be the case, Brian. But yes, he is 500. And I did go looking for an Indiana kid or an Indiana kid senior. 
and I didn't see one. So I don't know what's going on. But there is an Indiana Kid Jr., that's Kid with two Ds, by the way, who is number 406 in the year 2000's PWI 500. His current gimmick is Joey Owens. So take that for what it's worth. All right. Number 433, Brian. 433 in the PWI 500 for the year 2000 is Rick O'Shea. Not Ricochet, Brian. <laughs> He's probably on the current PWI 500. But in the year 2000, there was Rick O apostrophe Shea. Fake or 500? I'm going to say you made this one up, Mike. I'm, I'm calling it fake here. and You might have you might have exposed yourself with the Ricochet reference. Maybe I did, Brian. It's fake. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Son of a bee. All right, moving on then. Let's not linger on my failure there. Let's talk about number 450. He's the one you call Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel all right. Dr. Feelgood. You know, str- strangely, I feel like I've heard of this guy. <laughs> and maybe this is just like, uh, you know, what's that What's that thing uh, where you, you, you misremember things or remember things that weren't really happen- that didn't really happen? Mandela Effect? Yeah, they talked about it on the Homewrecker podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is a piece of that, but I feel like this is this is five hundred. I feel like this is a real person. Yeah, check out the Homewrecker podcast with Alex Arion and his trophy wife Monique. Everywhere you get your podcasts, and yes, it is five hundred. Doctor Feelgood does exist, or did exist. He started in nineteen ninety six. He has no alter egos. It's just Doctor Feelgood. Uh, his last known match was in two thousand eight. So. But he won the championship, the APWF championship in 2008. It's uh, small but prestigious. Yes. <laughs> Defeating Bill Collier, Brian, and the Blue Meanie in a triple threat. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It all comes back to the Blue Meanie always. So that's number 450, Brian. Number 452 in the PWI 500 for the year 2000. Paul Vault. Not pole vault, Paul, P A U L V A U L T, Paul Vault. Ugh, well, that sounds. Fake or 500? That sounds pretty horrendous. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 500, Mike. I think this is, uh, oddly enough, I think this is a real person. It is a real person, oddly enough. It's from England, Stoke, England, also known as Paul Beswick. But he also went by Paul Vault. His finisher, the pole axe. Okay. Don't ask. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Number 463 in the PWI 500 for the year 2000. This one you're going to know. John Rocker. <laughs> the racist baseball player. I don't I don't know. He's But he's number 463 in the PWI 500. <laughs> Or is he? Or is he? No, I, I think this is real. Actually, for, for again, again, I don't know if this is me misremembering, but I, I seem to remember there being a pro wrestler who stole baseball player John Rocker's name. Now, when did John Rocker first come to the big leagues? The late 90s, 2000s, somewhere around there. And right around the time he made some pretty horrific comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, stay off the subway, John Rocker. Yeah, please stay out of society, John Rocker. <laughs> So yes, he is. Uh, it is 500. This is a wrestler that did exist, 
But for some reason, there's no information on this John Rocker. Perhaps we, he went into hiding just like the baseball player John Rocker. <laughs> Maybe they're one and the same. That might be the case. But Brian, let's talk about number 478 on the PWI 500. The Cremator. Hmm. Oh, Cremator. yes. It's the Cremator, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Uh, well, this honestly sounds like a creation from the disturbed mind of Mike Crockett, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call a fake here. Well, number four seventy eight in the PWI five hundred for the year two thousand was the Cremator. Damn it! He did exist, Brian. Also known, I think we have talked about him before when this Jesus Christ, also known as here we this, go. This segment when he was making towns or made up clowns, I think we talked about. Cremator Von Slasher. <laughs> that is his full name, but I guess the okay. year 2000, he shortened it to the Cremator. Well, I mean, you know, for marketing purposes, it makes sense. You know, it's, you know, Cremator Von Slasher can be a bit uh, controversial, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like a Lobster Man gimmick, to be honest. I think we should change the name of this segment from Faker 500 to also known as, by the way. <laughs> by the way, his finisher, the Incinerator. Of course, what else would it be? And finally, Brian, number 491 in the PWI 500 for the year 2000. Let's talk about King Slender. King Slender? Is that not like a like a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out character? <laughs> no, it's from the original NES game Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. I, I knew there was some sort of video game reference. I'm going to say you stole it right from there. That's a fake, Mike. I can smell a fake a mile away. Well, you haven't smelled all of them in this <laughs> segment. But you sniffed this one out, Kingpin. All King right. Slender is fake. Well, Mike, I am uh, I, I got the last one right, so that means I won it all, right? I, you win the last game of the season, you win the championship. I should keep track of this, shouldn't I? I don't know. The last thing you kept track of, I, I whooped your ass at, and uh, then you made the segment go away. Well, maybe you'll be back someday, Brian. <laughs> you never know. I beat you into submission. <laughs> well, that was Fake or 500, folks. Let us know what you think. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your thoughts. All right. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. Before we get into that, you are... But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways, byways, and airways, Brian, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. I do, Mike. I'll be returning to action on Sunday, August the 4th at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts for Bell Time Club Wrestling. I'll be taking on an old, an old rival, Demon Ortiz. This is at the El Mundo Festival, uh, so you can find all that info online. So you're getting to Fenway Park, too. I am. I am. So screw you, Taven, right? <laughs> yes, screw you, Taven, indeed. Uh, I'll be Speaking of Matt Taven, I'll be seeing him in Toronto, Ontario, Canada on August the 9th for Ring of Honor Summer Supercard. Uh, me and the Beer City Bruiser will be there. The very next week, you'll also be able to see me and the Beer City Bruiser at Brew City Wrestling in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Friday night, August the 16th. The very next day, I'll be heading to Newburyport, Massachusetts for Atlantic Pro Wrestling. There's also a special Q&A and meet and greet. Uh, you can meet me and, and some of the stars of Future of Honor, all guys who are 
were going to be in the top prospect tournament this year. Uh, you can meet us at Atlantic Pro Wrestling and do a, a fun Q&A with us, AtlanticProWrestling.com for ticket information. August the 23rd, I'm heading to Malden, Massachusetts for UFO Wrestling, making my UFO return. August the 24th, I'm heading to Atlanta, GA for Ring of Honor's international TV taping at Center Stage. And then 825, Ring of Honor in Nashville, Tennessee. Rounding out the summer and the month, August the 31st, I'm heading to Peabody, Massachusetts for Proving Ground Wrestling. All right, if you want to book the Kingpin, email brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM the Brawler on Twitter at brianmalonis. Brian, this week's promo about nothing comes from the year 1991. And we are heading back. It seems like we're here all the time. World Championship Wrestling and WCW. And this segment is something. This is an interview segment called The Bull Drop In. Okay. (laughs) I get it. And it is introduced by Jason Hervey from the Wonder Years. Friend of Eric Bischoff. Yes. And it is hosted by the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love this guest that Dusty has this week. And the bull drop in this week's promo about nothing. And at this time, I would like to introduce to you one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he's my favorite wrestler, your host of the Bull Drop-In, the American Dream, Dusty Rose! Woo! All right! What are we doing here, buddy? Get fucking like a monkey! Let me talk to my man. We talking about the Wonder Years here now. That's right. We talking about you being a bad guy on the Wonder Years. Is that right? That's my job. That's right. That's your job. I'm going to tell you what. We're going to do it all here on the bull every week. We're going to shoot a little bull out here. We're going to talk a little bull out here. And we're going to get down and right for it. Let me ask you a question. Around WCW right now, it is hot and heavy with Steve and Nikita. Who are you going to pick in that thing, baby? Well, let me tell you something. I would have to pick Nikita Koloff because if anyone, listen to these people, it's obvious you don't know what you're talking about because if you were to watch the workout tapes like I do, you would obviously see that he's the man to pick. Why don't you sit down, sit down here and take a load off you. Let me tell you something, you know, I know Stinger's going to clean his plow, baby. I know the stinger gonna be right for it. I know tonight I got a special treat for you. I'm talking about our first guest on the bull drop in. We talking about the rap master. We talking about Mr. P in news. Come on out and get it, baby. Yeah, everybody get up here. Yeah, how you doing, Bubba? All right, sit down. What's going on? Sit down, baby, sit down. Everybody throughout the world want to know, we talking about home now, we talking about is it Motown, we talking about Detroit City, we talking about the brothers and the sisters, tell them about it baby. You know, you're talking about the hood when you're talking about Motown, you know what I'm saying, but Dusty, what it's all about, that's not what it's about, it's about being right here 
with the original rap master, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. You, you know what I'm saying? I tell you about it, I've been watching you, baby, and in the ring, you can get it done. You got more moves than a bowl of jello. They used to say that about me before I retired, step back from my business. But I want to do one thing. Would you do something for me tonight? Right here on the bull drop in, I want you to get up here and do one of your rap songs. Will you do that for me? We want to hear one of your rap songs. Can everybody say yeah? Okay, baby. Yo, yo, cue the, cue the jam. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Word up about the new sensation, about the jamming this rapper in the nation. Get ready for a body slam, a backdrop. I can't stop till I reach the top. So put your hands together for PN News with my posse and me. We just can't lose. When the shoulders go down, one, two, three, the ones left standing are my posse and me. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Can I try one time? Yo baby, yo baby, yo! Yo baby, yo baby, yo! Well, thank you, baby. All right, I'm gonna see you later, okay? All right. Yeah, let's hear it for being new. I'm gonna tell you about next week right here, live and in color. I'm gonna have that evil voodoo man. Kevin Sullivan in the one-man game for Dusty Rose, the American Dream, and my main man, Jason, the little dick. We'll see you next week on the Bull Drop-In. There's a lot going on here, Brian. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's cer- there certainly is. Where to start? So first of all, the set is basically just a red curtain backdrop and a bunch of haystacks strewn about. No expenses spared. No expenses spared. And do you notice that Dusty's haystack is quite a bit taller than the other haystacks? <laughs> I, I didn't notice that, but good call out. So he tells like Jason Hervey, who introduces him, to sit down. And when PN News comes out, he tells him to sit down. And they look like school children as Dusty is like... He's on like a double stack haystack. So he's like towering over these two guys. They're barely like their head and shoulders are on the screen. It's just all dusty. It's all <laughs> dusty. Coincidence, I'm sure. No, yeah, I'm sure that just uh, they screwed up on the placement of the different haystacks and stuff like that. I will so- say when PN News stood up, I was like, well, Jesus, he's a giant. <laughs> and Jason Hervey, he has a cowboy hat, but he doesn't wear it because you know why, Brian? That hairdo, baby. That killer mullet. You don't want to flatten that beautiful head of hair. No, I mean, can imagine the girls that Jason Hervey was pulling at this point in time? Uh, with that one earring? Come on. <laughs> 
What do you mean reruns, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> What's a rerun? Yeah. Um, and of course, Dusty brings up the Wonder Years, the TV show at the time that he was uh, the older brother on. He was kind of a bully to the Fred Savage character. And so he, he that's just a character he plays. But then, of course, he goes into that he wants Nikita Koloff to beat Sting. And the crowd boos him. And he kind of uh, doing a little heel thing there for the fans. So it's uh, kind of fun. Sure, I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, Dusty brings out one of the more infamous figures in WCW history, the Rapmaster PN News. Brian, can you describe the Rapmaster PN News for people who haven't seen him? I mean, he's the fat guy. (laughs) I can say that because I'm a fat guy, you know? Sure, sure. you know, do you want me to describe what he was wearing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, a rather plain looking singlet with some, you know, designs on the side. But I think the thing that stands out the most, aside from his sunglasses, is his sparkly sideways hat. Looks yeah. like it's straight from like uh, like Filene's basement or something. <laughs> from the ladies section? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So PN News, first of all, doesn't look great. And... Most definitely, he doesn't rap great. That we can say for sure. (laughs) I like the part, especially the part where he went silent because he forgot what he was supposed to say. Yes. (laughs) Of course, Dusty asks him to do one of his rap songs, which just (laughs) sounds like something a old fat white guy would say. Um, (laughs) And then PN News doesn't quite sound with it either he says yo cue the jam (laughs) which doesn't quite sound like the coolest way to say that either yeah it doesn't doesn't seem like you know you know like when john cena did the rapping gimmick i think he actually had a passion for hip-hop music and uh was actually quite good at especially freestyle rapping where i think for whatever reason pn news probably was just like hey you know what we're gonna use you as we're gonna make you a rapper and it was like okay Yeah, it was one of those deals where we're looking for a guy to be a rapper. We're not looking for a guy that happens to be a rapper. Exactly, yeah. Oh, before we get to queuing the jam, Brian, uh, there's the fact that the entire thing was, again, surrounded around Dusty Rhodes, where PN News says, you know, basically, who cares about that? I'm here with the original rap master, Dusty Rhodes. So it all comes back to Dusty once again, and the bull drop in. Of course. Who else would it be about? Yes, so they do cue the jam, and he gets started, and you got to see the video. Find the link in the description or at the WPAN.com. Just Jason Hervey in particular, uh, dancing the the whitest white guy dance you can possibly think of. And he's quite a tan gentleman at this point. He's out there dancing, and Dusty Rhodes trying to do his, uh, his boogaloo thing, but it's not quite working out because, as you mentioned, PN News' rap is awful to the point where he loses his place or he forgets the words and he just stops and waits it out until the until it comes back around again when all else fails mike yo baby yo baby yo (laughs) yeah and something else i want to mention they they find these three fans in the front row brian they're (laughs) african-american uh so the camera picks up on them and they're dancing in the front row to pn news's music so they go back to pn news and he's doing more rapping and they come back to another crowd shot 
of the exact same group, but they got him from a different angle to make it look like perhaps it's <laughs> someone else. But it's the same people that were dancing before. <laughs> Probably the only people in the entire venue that were dancing along to the Rat Master. Probably, probably plants. <laughs> probably. But yeah, PN News just uh, blowing his big spot there. Just completely. I didn't even know. Why would you air this? Or at least do a cut or something. There's got to be a way. Yeah, you're talking about a company that also put PN News in a scaffold match, I believe. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so PN News, uh, not a guy who. Uh, time looks back kindly on especially when we're looking at it here on the promo about nothing as i mentioned you heard this promo if you want the full picture find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the wpan.com all right that's it for this week we'll be back here next monday for episode 170 of the wrestling podcast about nothing till then he's the brawler brian malonis i'm mike crockett big ups to mucko and thanks for nothing